the college experience top 10 football coaches, college and pro edition on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Las Vegas may be closed, but the MyBookie casino is open 24 seven. They're also home to the free $10,000 blackjack madness tournament. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by DGen Madness. We're giving away $3,000 in our virtual NCAA tournament. The games will be streamed live with SGP commentary and betting lines from mybookie.ag. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest for all the info. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. College experience. My name is Colby Swinging Dant Base Dant, aka Pick Dundee, in the place to be. That's not a pick. This is a pick. That's horrible. I'm out of here. Look, I quit. Let's end the podcast. I'm joking around. My co host, you may know him as a true piece of shit of the West, but I'm going to call him by his real name. And that is a burrito eating side line kiss stealing, Woo. wheeling and dealing. Woo. Farmer, former James Madison defensive back, current douchebag. Give it up for Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, how are you, dude? Uh, look, you've been in here in the trenches with me. I have tried to record now for two hours, <laughs> and I got fucking people. With hammers above my apartment. I got weed whackers. There's not even grass in my fucking area. I don't understand what they're whacking out there. It's like Naked Gun where he's pissing. You know, he's mic'd up and he's trying to piss. Frank Drebin's trying to piss in the, in the right. toilet. And, it, and, and like every time the woman goes to talk, the piss co- Like, I'd be like, all right, let's go to record. And then like the weed whacker would just start up. It was like someone was waiting outside yeah. the window for us to say, all right, let's go. And then zzz. Holy shit, man. I mean, Did we're you, quarantining. Uh, <laughs> Why even whack the fucking weeds? You know? Exactly, and it's like every fuck. It's like this guy's on like a routine. He's gotta be. Uh, he's gotta be on. It's ecstasy. probably a company. He's gotta be on he's ecstasy, be just, and he's just like revving he loves the, the vibrations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I just don't understand. Like, there's no grass. I have like th- honestly <laughs> three feet of grass. He just rolls and yeah. just walks around revving the fucking engine. God, he's fucking killing me, man. And then I got people hammering upstairs. <laughs> All like, what the fuck is going on? That reminds me. Did you see the uh, clip recently of like the? Uh, the lady in the courtroom and I guess the judge or someone goes in, uh, takes a piss, but they have the hot mic and oh, basically <laughs> oh, like, like naked shit. gun. Right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like naked yeah. gun. And you can hear him like taking a shit. I think I did see that. And she just loses it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's fucking fun. That's classic, man. That's yeah. classic maneuver. Oh yeah. See, oh, I yeah. still hear the, f- the weed whacker right oh, now. Okay. I don't know if our audience does, but I'm going to fight this guy. Dude. <laughs> I'm going to fight this guy today. Um, 
How are you, Chief? This is our top ten coaches episode, best <laughs> ever. Uh, woo! People are demanding that we do a top ten worst as well. We might have to throw a few names in there. Now I'd be a little less prepared for this than I think you would. <laughs> I think you're fully aware of who some shitbag coaches are. Well, as a Jet fan, there's so many, <laughs> right? <laughs> Easy pickings. Uh, <laughs> you were the last six jet coaches. Yeah, huh? exactly. It's like Rich, Richie Kotite. <laughs> yeah, Richie Kotite. By far the most hilarious looking coach. Yeah. <laughs> looks like a bird. Yeah. It just looks like a like a dude that you'd see in like a deli in Jersey. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like Millhouse from uh the <laughs> Um Man, this motherfucker. I'm gonna fight this fucking guy. Look, that's a background sound. That's the yeah. fucking percussion yeah. of the podcast, baby. It's He's got to be on drugs. <laughs> He's got to be on drugs. You people enjoy yeah. this. Okay. We're going to keep talking. Okay. Now. Okay. What else do we got going <laughs> on in the news? How about the university of Charlotte? Dude, don't stop this. The closer he gets, uh, it's just going to make it better. <laughs> yes. University of Charlotte. Okay. My guy, Will Healy comes in there year, year one. I was all over this hire. Yeah. I, I said I was over Charlotte with the win totals. Yeah. Fucking, I'm going to kill this fucking guy. <laughs> He's right next to my door right now. He's literally sticking. It's, the asphalt. Fucking... it's just straight asphalt. When you enter my fight, <laughs> when you leave my door, why are you fucking this close He's to the sticking door? Sticking the weed whacker up to the microphone. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, man. It, Will Healy, like only 35 a... years old. Yeah. Did an incredible job. If you followed FCS football at Austin P they were so bad. He comes in, makes them good and then makes them relevant. He dips out, goes to Charlotte. Now turning he, that ship around. He just landed a five-star recruit at Charlotte. Very nice. At Charlotte. Yeah, that's incredible. How long has Charlotte even been playing football for? Like ten years. Yeah. Dude, what if they? What if he turns him into a powerhouse? He's gonna leave though. Yeah, a fucking hot coach. Is, he's gonna leave. Yeah. He's gonna go to like. He'll Arkansas. probably be there one more year. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna go to Tennessee probably. The yeah. Fire. That coach after he sucks again. Uh, who is that? Uh, our boy Bob Pruitt. Yeah, Bob <laughs> Pruitt. Right. Um, Jeremy Pruitt. Um, th- you got to be happy with that get, buddy. Seven and oh, five star. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: if you're that five star recruit, do you do you really think that like he's going to be there for four years? It matters how well you can sell it. Sell that car. Will Will he? He's a hell of a salesman. <laughs> Um, how about college basketball though? Some of the best recruits uh, electing to play in the G league or the D overseas. League. Yeah. Is it, or is it the Michigan guy? Is he going overseas or is he playing G league? I believe I don't, I forget. There's Michigan, been a bunch. I think, had a five star. Yeah, go overseas, right? Go overseas. Right. And then there's the number three prospect in the yeah, country. For I think the... turned down Memphis to go to the G league, Memphis and Auburn, man. I'm loving it. Go. Yeah. We're not going to miss you one fucking bit. Yeah. We're not going to be any the wiser. Yeah. You know, although go have do, fun with the, have fun with the uh, Portland breeze you know? or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, well here, here, this brings up a little, uh, a certain thing that I was thinking about. Um, is it at this point, like more financially beneficial to go to the G league for one year and get zero exposure, right? You make the 500,000, right? Or do you wait a year or two, right? Get tons of exposure, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and increase the likelihood that you're an all-star that you get, you know, fed the rock that a, a team yeah. bases its, you know, 
fans want to see someone they're familiar with. They're not, they don't want to see the ball in the hands. They're more reluctant. But if you've, if you've gone out and dominated college basketball and they've seen you on TV, they're going to be like, yeah, give the ball to this guy. Like right Does away. Does the NBA actually have fans? At this point, uh, I thought it's just all corporate money just sitting there. That's a good point. Enjoying a sandwich. That's a good point. You know, and Instagramming. You got to wait to the playoffs. Now let me push back on you here. I just realized in trying to do that NFL draft, how rusty I'd gotten with the NFL, you pooping on pro sports so much around me <laughs> has, uh, has discouraged me from my natural I love like, of it. I, I, what do you mean? I was still sharp at the NFL. You were. But I think you had you rubbed off on me. Oh you're wait, but if on, I rubbed off on you, you've got to stay up to date with the times. Maybe you're just, you know, a lazy sports, uh, lazy analyst. sports fan. You're fucking going out. You're you're, you're in your relationship. Well, I feel almost guilty like, rooting for pro league. In your relationship, you're yeah. making waffles for your woman in the morning, <laughs> and you're singing songs and all <laughs> skipping skippy around, and, yeah. <laughs> chasing butterflies. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just saying. You poop on the pro sports a lot. This fucking guy <laughs> is, I feel like I'm in a Seagull movie and there's like 800 bikers coming right next to my apartment, but it's really just one asshole right. with, with, with a weed, with a weed whacker just going right around my windows. Um, no, I, don't, I, I, I shit on, I don't shit on the NFL nearly as much as the NBA. That's true. You shit on the NBA. Well, mostly. Cause the NBA is the worst, right? You hate it. I am not missing the NBA. You one hate bit. the NBA more than I hate the NBA. Yeah, it's so bad. How you it's doing? So man? bad. I'm gonna chug, chug this beer because I hate this weed whacker. All right. So remember Jerky Boys? I got a weed whacker. It's a whacker for weeds. Is <laughs> that Frank Rizzo? Yeah, nice. Sal Rosenberg. One of the it's two. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you what. I think it is better. And when we will, we look back a little bit, what is better? I think it's better to go to college, both oh, financially okay. from uh, an exposure standpoint. I think your legacy, well, of course, because you'll be part of the college experience. Yeah, that too. Your yeah. legacy is like far greater. I think it's something that makes Jordan what he is is he came in to the fucking NBA a clutch legend already. By the time he was nineteen years old, he fucking hit the what about Kobe national Bryant, champion? Kobe Bryant suffered because of it. If Kobe Bryant had gone out and won a national champion. It wouldn't have taken three or four years for people to be like Kobe Bryant's this shit. He was going to Duke too. They would have won. I'm glad he he didn't go to Duke. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Most of these, most we these, all won because most of that, these but. hack college basketball announcers are like, oh, he would have been so great to be in college. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> keep him out. Yeah. Um, I disagree. Obviously, you want the best in the game if you can. I, nope. I, I do. Nope. I, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to. I don't care about talent. Disagree. There's with a you reason on. why I can watch the Big Sky and be happy. Uh, that's true. <laughs> But why don't you go watch Little League basketball then? Well, I'm not a I'm not a fucking pervert. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> High school basketball is the same difference. Oh, they point. put it on TV and made a line. Yeah. <laughs> why, why? Why do I care? Right. As long <laughs> as I'm seeing good basketball. Fair enough. I like to see some athletes on the court too. You're 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 a little bit of a hack too, dude. I'm not a hack. Look, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> if, if you think that the average fan would rather watch a bunch of like five foot eleven white guys dribble around and pass hey, the I ball, I didn't say they're all white. Whatever, guys who have no athletic ability versus a fucking LeBron James doing a three sixty dunk. Really? But uh, how about the college environment though? Look, that's something that adds to the thing. Name I, me one time. Why do you have to have one or the other? Why can't you have college environment and some great fucking athletes on the floor? Yeah. So, but, but, I'm but saying, your preference, you're just saying is to have not to have the best players in the game. Well, when it's a situation like Kobe Bryant going to Duke where <laughs> I hate Duke. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Suppose it's Kobe now, Bryant. Sure, this kid that, that, that went is going to the G league. He would have went to Memphis or Auburn. 
I wouldn't have minded that. So I don't. So we lose yeah. the fact that he goes there. Let's let's acknowledge the fact that that's a. But part of me is happy. Part of me is happy loss. that Bruce Pearl lost the car dealership sales. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean. Go. Like An, a better car yeah, salesman got exactly, his guy. <laughs> exactly. So I, I I smirk at that and yeah. I enjoy that. But yeah. uh, but so yeah, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, and I'm loving the fact that these one and done teams are kind of like Duke hasn't been Duke lately, and Kentucky has they've been good, right? But they've kind of been hitting a little bit of an ed, uh, end of the, well, sh- you know, and you know, like, like what's happening. These one and dones, the one and dones are hurting them from a program development, a team chemistry development. Yeah. The other thing is, um, here's the thing that would hurt if these guys really hurt those programs. If these guys go dealing, although maybe not, maybe it'd have the opposite effect is that, um, when you look at the draft, there's only a few guys in the first round that end up making it. We were looking at that last night. Like, the second round of the NBA draft, even like the twenties. Yeah. In the twenties of the NBA draft, it becomes like very yeah. low Go probability. year by year. We went through like 30 years yesterday and I was like, man, these fucking guys suck. You yeah. Know what I mean, like you play like one year in the NBA. Yeah. Beyond end it, up playing ball in Bolivia. Top 10. You're probably gonna have a decent career, mm-hmm. you know, 10 to 11 to 20. A couple of you guys are going to have good careers after 20. It's going to be like two or three guys. The rest of the draft, maybe five guys, the rest of the draft, including the second round. Yeah. But agreed. Uh, so might as well so, stay in college, get laid. What do they say in PCU? Right? Uh, Everyone gets laid. There you in go. College, right? That's true, especially if you're a star basketball player. But uh, since Duke will be and UNC and these uh, Blue Bloods will be losing out on these guys that have that pro potential, then my thought was they're going to be a little closer to the others, you know. But then that means those players are going to stay and develop. And I so, bet you, if you were to ask Kyle Guy right now, yeah, he would have. Preferred to have stayed. Yeah. He's in fucking like Modesto now playing for like the <laughs> Modesto Firehawks or Is something. He, he didn't yeah. make it on the uh, Kings. Yeah. Yeah. One more year of being the king of where you are. And plowing all of Charlottesville. Yeah. A bunch right? of 22 year old. You're chicks. defending champion. And that would, he would have helped the team this year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they were already going to, they were already hot. Yeah. We would have had a tournament. No, they could have had a, a I guess maybe if you ask him right now, he'd be like, well, since there was no March madness, I guess I, w- I made the right yeah. decision. And I because paid. I have <laughs> millions of dollars and no, I might... he doesn't have millions. I don't think he has millions. No, maybe not. He didn't make a team. Hundreds of yeah. thousands. I think his grandpa died of the uh, coronavirus. Jesus dude. Yeah. Well, it's tough. I'm sorry to hear that man. Rest in peace to him and Brian Dennehy, man. Yeah. You it, know, was it coronavirus related for? I Dennehy? don't know. I didn't even look at it because I don't want to die. It's going to make me depressed. You know, <laughs> he is uh, in First Blood, right? Yeah, he's and, also in Tommy Boy. Yeah, so he's got Rambo and Tommy Boy on the resume. That's that's Colby's like, mm. you know, two of the top mm. probably five or six me. movies. That of all hurts times. me so bad, man. <laughs> it, it, why is it, all of our stars are like our heroes dying? I know, it's a depressing time of life. Um. I mean, there's not, I mean, there's not many out there anymore. Luckily, luckily, uh, Marv Levy's still alive. Marv Levy at 94 years old. Alive and I got a feeling kicking. he's kicking ass yeah. in life. Yeah, he is. Bill Snyder's still alive. Boom. Fuck We're going to get to some of these guys. Exactly. You better believe it. DJ Madness is kicking off uh, with the the winners going to the final four tonight. Patty C, we got Texas Tech and Kansas. That line now, Kansas minus six and a half. It's in Lawrence, Kansas. Who? Six p.m. tonight when this episode drops. How has Kansas been doing on their covers lately? Well, they got to buy the first round. Yeah. So they've only played one game and they destroyed Michigan by like twenty. Oh, so this game has been pending for a minute. Yeah. Okay. 
I think I said Texas Tech on this. Yeah, but before. the line the line's different, so that's why I'm asking again. What well, what was it before? I think the line's given you more points. Now, yeah, so it was I would six assume, before, right? Yeah. And then the six yeah. and a half yeah. now. Give me the fucking Red Raiders. And I think we're gonna go Tigers and take the three points at Ohio State and Columbus. Mm, what were LSU Tigers at the the night game? The late game is I think I'm LSU on a, at oh, Ohio LSU's State. LSU's getting three. Yeah. Okay, yeah, give me the Tigers. I want the Tigers too. I just can't back Ohio State. And okay, check out DJ Madness. I'm on the call. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, I can't recommend it enough. There's lines. You can bet over, over, unders, odd, evens. First to 10 points, first to 20 points, first to 30 points. All this shit available by the Sports Gambling Podcast and uh, mybookie.ag. Shout out to them. Um, I'm just going to say this. What's that? Modelo is better than Takati. Takati is the one of the best cheap beers, though. Takati is Bud Light in a fucking Mexican. It's better than Bud Light. I don't know that it is. It is. It's got a little flavor. It's Whereas better. Bud than Light Bud is Light. water. You know, better this has got Bud a little Light. little Mexican tang to it. But it is better than Bud Light. I that's feel. not saying much, Colby. <laughs> <laughs> You're really adamant about this. Like it's something to be proud of. I, I had 805s. I got dude. I fucking went out in the world yesterday. Got sunburnt. Yeah. Your white ass got out of the house. Oh man, me and Muddy were, were out in the world for a while, just drinking beers, dude. I got drunk in the parking lot yesterday. That's so I haven't done that since high school. A what parking lot? Uh, Venice Beach. Nice. Me and two other comics met up. Just <laughs> brought some beers in the backpack. We sat out there for like four hours. Had the dog, tennis ball, shit face. Yeah. Hopefully standing six feet apart. Sort of. Police <laughs> came though. At one point, tried to shut us down. Yeah. They asked what we were drinking. I said root beer. Boom. College experience lived yeah. all over. <laughs> the solo cup never fails. Exactly, man. Um, yeah. How do you this quarantine shit though, man? Huh? Dude, I almost got a, uh, I got uh, pulled over. I went on a little hike, got pulled over by the cops. They're like, hiking. yeah. They're like, we're going to give you a ticket. I had country. to like beg my way out of a fucking like thousand dollar ticket. Well, aren't like people in Michigan, like protesting the city being shut down. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I didn't see that, but you you mentioned that that's happening. They're marching on the city right now. Something like that. Well, if your economy was already that close to death, you know, and you're all living on pennies, I don't think you could take any more. So I kind of understand it with them, but yeah, who knows? It does. It's not going to help anything. Who knows? All I know is I'm quarantining and watching fucking movies. I'm ready for life to 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 get, to get back together. There you go. You know what I mean. I mean, I'm ready to go to a bar and plow someone random. I'm not gonna lie. I'm <laughs> I'm living in in heaven, kind of just drinking beer and watching uh the shit you're putting on the sports gambling podcast Instagram page. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like how you just nice little plug there. Yeah, guys, if you're on Instagram, check out at the sports gambling podcast. Um, I do a lot of work over there, and I think I think it's a pretty great uh, little thing we got going over there. I put in a lot of work. He finds the stupidest shit that have ever happened in sports. The yes. best, the funniest, the most enjoyable. And, and I put it up there for for your guys' pleasure. So if you guys could tell a friend, I'd really appreciate it. And while you're at it, we're all quarantined. Go to iTunes. Leave us a solid review. All right. That's how hard is that guys? Subscribe. Tell some fucking friends of yours. I mean, I'm so sick of it. <laughs> Got weed whackers and guys with hammers and nails. I got what I don't know what <laughs> the hell's going on. Trees. Yeah, five <laughs> times five is twenty-five. Fuck this place. <laughs> All right, top 
10. Oh, actually, let me read an ad. Let me just do, be a company guy for a second here. Uh, the college experience is brought to you by mybookie.ag. There are no sports on TV and the casinos are all shut down. So you might be asking yourself, I'm bored. What the hell am I going to do? <laughs> well, my bookie's got an answer for you. They are now offering you the opportunity to bet on simulated sports so you can get that itch scratched and win some cash. The best part is, it's not just 2K either. They got lines and odds on NFL Madden and NCAA 2. So if you're feeling the void, for, you know, from March Madness, fine, which we all are, they put March Madness finals on just March Madness in general. Uh, that should have happened last month. You know, you have a second chance at the hype with my bookies, virtual madness matchups. It's absolute D gen madness guys, NFL, NBA, NCAA. They've got it all and more coming with a slate of games going off every two hours from noon until midnight, every day of the week. They're really getting it in and get this guys, because if you're like me and you knew the UFC wasn't going to get away with UFC 249 this weekend, don't even sweat it because uh, my bookie is throwing out their own event. They'll have action on, on a roster of fighters and uh, betting options. So uh, all for you to build, you know, build up that bankroll back. You know, if people, the economy's been hit. The best way to make some money. Uh, if you want to get on some blackjack, they've got a free to enter $10,000 tournament going on right now. And you can, you, you can still get a foot in this thing. So just do it. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now. Use the exclusive promo code SGP to snag yourself some extra funds to play with. Once again, that's promo code SGP at mybookie.ag. Woo! That's fun. $10,000 blackjack tournament, free to enter. Why not? What the fuck you got going on? Let me ask you this. Yeah. Blackjack or uh, Texas Hold'em, where do you, uh, where are you more confident in your skills? I mean, black, but blackjack's 100% luck. Uh, yeah, I enjoy it more than. I mean, you got. I like Texas Hold'em. I I really do like Texas. It's Hold'em. the same thing. It's it's percentages. Although Texas Hold'em is a lot more, lot more uh, the, gamesmanship. The commitment in Texas Hold'em is what keeps me away from it. You don't enjoy playing for. I hours enjoy on playing end? it, but it gets to a point. Yeah. After like I remember five hours, we went to like All right. Deep Creek, Maryland. Man, we had everyone yeah. play, and it's like a game of risk. It's just like, yeah. all right. I was kicking ass in this in this tournament that we were doing in deep Creek, mm-hmm. but it got too long. And I was like, all right, I'm going all in. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm going to quit <laughs> essentially <laughs> win, lose or draw. Yeah, I'm out. I can't do another 30 minutes of this fucking game. Right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's like watching water world. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, I'm joking. Water world's much better than, than Texas hold'em. I don't um, know about that. There's some bad movies though, where you're like, I can't do another 30 minutes of this. Yeah. Well, uh, two for the money, a sports betting movie. Oh man. The Folks, bad one. Isn't it ironic that uh the English patient on the sports gambling yeah. podcast, the only movie that I've ever walked out of in the theater <laughs> was about sports betting. Two for the money. Had some of the most uh questionable scenes. How about the time that I went to go see the recruit? <laughs> that was terrible. And man. it was sold out. So oh, I couldn't man. go see the recruit. So it was a blessing. Dude, so I, I I don't know anything about I mean, I kind of like I don't know the premise of all these movies. Yeah. I'm a movie guy, but not really. I don't know. Like at, yeah. the, at the theater, you can take me to the theater. Oh, obviously not right now, but I'm saying, right. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck all these other movies are. Yeah. So me and Kyle are sitting there. We're like, all right, let's just go. What is this next one? Right. Yeah. Boat trip. 
What the fuck is so that? This is like Cuba Gooding Jr. like jumps on like a a, a cruise, a, a gay cruise. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> me and a buddy watching that, I'm just like, what the fuck did we get ourselves into, man? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if it was any worse than uh than the recruit. The recruit. Yeah. The recruit's like Starship Troopers. It was like it, you thought it was gonna be fucking amazing. Pacino was on a stretch of horrible movies at, at, at one point, dude. Yeah, he's no Stallone. I mean, yeah, yeah he's, he's he, no Stallone. He hit a wall. There. I know I people, mean, are gonna, people are gonna attack me on that. <laughs> Pacino's pretty amazing. Speaking of which, what's your Rocky order? Everyone's got to have this legit Rocky order in terms of favorite or what do I think is the best. And are we including Creed's? Rob brought in creeds, but I, I wasn't originally, yeah. but if we are, that changes everything that for does. me. I'm going to just stick with Rockies though. Okay. Um, best one is, no, it's like a combination. You have to have ready. Like mine is one, two, uh-huh. four. Yeah. Three, six, five. <laughs> one, two. What is it? One, two, four, three, six, five, six, five. Um, yeah. Give me uh. One, four, three, two. Wow. Six, five. Wow. Yeah. Didn't like the drama of two, huh? Uh, it was, I mean, the, look, the 15 minute scene of him, like praying next to her bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That lost yeah. me a little bit. <laughs> Although number five might be number one, really. Number five yeah. has that. Uh, <laughs> hey, Adrian, let me take you upstairs and violate you like a parking meter. <laughs> Wait. He says that. <laughs> and like, no one even catches that. I feel like. That's a lost scene. That needs to be. That yeah. needs to be on the sports gambling yeah. podcast. We need Instagram. that. We need that, dude. How about how about Uncle Polly being like the biggest racist piece of shit, and somehow we still like him. Uh, I was watching three the other day when he goes to L.A. and he's like in a black neighborhood. Yeah. He's like, doesn't he call them like apes or something? He is like, he's like really going off on like, it's like I don't like these people. Right. It's like, what the fuck, dude? You're from, it's not like you're from Alabama. You're from Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I guess Philadelphia's got race issues a little bit, but you're picking up on a lot of stuff that like, uh, well, I've, well uh, it's funny. Cause like, they is just someone you ignore normally. No, but there's parts of through, throughout the six films yeah, where we're supposed to feel racism. sorry for, for uncle Polly, who, by the way, I've, I've drank. I, I, yeah, I, we met him. Yeah. I was I got, with you. Yeah. But I'm saying like, uh, I've drank with, uh, with uncle Polly, but I'm saying like, there's parts of the movies like he's supposed to be sympathetic and he's just a fucking asshole or like, he's got bad luck in life yeah. and you're sitting there and you're supposed to like, and I'm like, no, I forget. I don't, I don't forget that a, a, a film ago, this character was <laughs> racist and horrible. Right. And like Took a baseball bat a, to his sister's yeah, house, just a drunk piece of shit. <laughs> I, I don't really care. <laughs> you uh, know, uh, yeah. now I'm a drunk piece of shit, but I'm not a racist drunk piece right. of shit. All right. You and somehow I do hold down a job. Well, sort of. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's quarantine yeah. times. Um, what are we talking about? Top ten coaches of all time mm, mm, mm. in our lifetime. Yeah, asterisks there. Asterisks there, big time. And the main caveat here is that they have to have had a stretch of greatness. It was basically what we saw. Now, I think that you can maybe a little bit take into account what they accomplished prior to like your viewing. But I think the main focus yeah. for us is what they accomplished while we were watching. Uh, so with that said, give me your 10th best college football coach. Cause I guarantee you people are going to hate me and they're going to think, Oh, you only do this just to play this game, but I have my points and I'm going to make them. 
So hit me with your 10th. I do want to hear them. I, I've been warned that uh, I will be shocked. Hit me with your 10th. The following, no, and, and the irony of what I just said is that this one particular coach, uh, a lot of what my basis of his uh, top 10 status is based on what he did accomplish prior to me watching. But I probably first recognized Notre Dame in 1988. Um and this, he was the head coach. We then. just watched uh, them against West Virginia and major Harris. Yep. Yep. They were a fucking insanely <laughs> talented team. Holy Their shit. The whole team was an NFL team. Notre Dame. Yeah. Used to be really fucking yeah. talented. Um, yeah. During that stretch. Um, and Notre Dame fans want me to believe that they don't pay. The, they never paid those players. You yeah. want me to believe they never paid Ricky yeah. waters to come to Notre Dame. Notre Dame was paying uh, in a stretch at Notre Dame. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven out of thirteen seasons finished in the top twenty-five. Uh oh, wait, never mind. Two of those were in South Carolina. So nine out of eleven uh in the top twenty-five for uh Notre Dame. And um really fucking killed it. Nine out of ten, I should say. A number two finish, another number two finish, a one finish, a four finish, a six finish. He was Probably, would you say he was the best coach in the game at that particular juncture, late '80s, early '90s? I, Bob B- Bowden was right there. Spurrier hadn't made it yet. Paterno was still killing it. There's a guy for Nebraska. Oh, Tom Osborne. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, let me make sure I fucking put him. <laughs> okay, Lou Holtz is off because somehow, even though he's on my short list, I forgot to put him on. So scratch Lou Holtz. <laughs> Pulling this whole list backward. Welcome uh, to the college experience. <laughs> number uh, nine <laughs> is now Pete Carroll. So you just did your top two. Yeah, I did number 11 and number 10. So honorable mention, yeah. Lou Holtz. <laughs> number 10, Pete Carroll had a great little run at yeah. USC. Obviously tainted by him being a cheating piece of shit. But his time in Seattle proves that he is, in fact, a great coach. Yeah. Um, and that was a pretty miraculous little uh, thing he did there. Not to mention capturing the public's imagination. So not only a great coach, but a fun coach. So Pete Carroll didn't make my top 10. Okay. Neither did Lou Holtz. Fair enough. My number 10 is Mac Brown. He's on my list and he's my number nine now. So Mac Brown and, and you're going to find this theme in mine. Yeah. He made North Carolina a top 10 team in the nineties. He took over Texas when they were kind of down won yeah. a national championship with them. Yeah. Played in another. Um, then he's back at North Carolina and I think he's on the verge of turning them into a top 10 team again. And look, other coaches have proven that Texas isn't the most automatic place to That's win. Insane. Well, Makovic was there when I first started watching and they were decent, but they weren't Mac Brown good. Right. I mean, they have Charlie a ceiling Strong. of like a six win team. I mean, a, a floor rather of a six win team. Um, but a lot of guys have been at that floor, you know? Mm hmm. Even fucking homie right now is uh, struggling. Tom, Tommy Herman. Yeah, Herman isn't yeah. that far off the Texas floor. Fucking Mac Brown kind of maxed out on. Uh, I mean, Daryl Royal. If Texas, for as talented as they, I, I almost feel like Oklahoma has a, a more advantageous situation than Texas. Mm. A because Texas is so such a big state. There's probably so much politics that Oklahoma really doesn't even have to deal with. Maybe you're right. And there's less angle. competition in state for the players. I think. Oklahoma has its perfect niche as like, uh, oh, you didn't recruit me, Texas. Fuck you. I'm going to Oklahoma. I'm not going to AM. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm going straight to Oklahoma and then we're going to whip your ass. 
okay, so you already did your number nine then. Yes. Mac Brown. Yep. So ten where was I, so Osborne is further up the list then, huh? Yeah. Okay. Osborne shot up my list. Okay. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um so my number eight then, or my number nine then is Bobby Bowden. Nice. Look, he was good at West Virginia, but that was not when I was alive. <laughs> yeah. And I know he did great things at Florida State, but my argument would be when he when it dropped off the Jimbo Fisher, did it really did it really, you know, Jimbo Fisher won national championships. Yeah. Um, look, I got Bobby Bowden significantly higher than that. Um, Bobby Bowden started, I think he was 11 and one in 1979, if I'm not mistaken, won the national championship in 99. I want to say he was in the orange bowl in 2006. Like that's 25 yeah. plus years of fucking dominance. Dude. I agree, but I, I just don't think it's that hard to do at Florida state. I will say he built it. Yeah. He did like, build it. But that wasn't in my lifetime. Yeah. It was built in my lifetime. Like when I first started watching, it was already built. Look, Florida State, if like to this day, to this day, like Alabama may have been a team and a dynasty that you say, okay, they're gonna keep winning and on a year in, year out basis, they may finish the job more than Florida State. But in terms of a team that was going to fucking throttle you and you knew going into the game that you weren't just going to lose, that you were going to get fucking humiliated. Yeah. I've never seen a team like those 90 Florida State teams. Well, how much is that was playing in the ACC, though? That's true, but they would do it to a lot of teams, man. Look, even I, like I, they go into fucking in Gainesville. Just be in my top 10, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand you hate them. Look, Red Bow no, you. I, I hate my number one and my number two also. Fair enough. I think. Uh, right, no, I used to hate my number two. Um. All right. Well, we'll get to him. Let's see. So, so you're number eight. We already talked about it a little bit. Bob Stoops. We didn't talk about him. In didn't particular. make my list. Didn't make your list. No. He had a great run there. How long he was he there? The problem is, there's a lot of great coaches that I was let that let off that didn't make my list. You know what I mean? Bob so Stoops had a 15 year run of or so of 10, 11 wins. I know. Much. But I'm saying it was also at Oklahoma. Yeah, that's fair, but. Which is fair because they've been fucking yeah. really good for a long Forever. time. Forever, yeah. yeah. Um, he started his yeah yeah. It was him or Mac Brown, but I think Mac Brown. The fact he did it at North Carolina won me over. Just gave you a little bump yeah. on Stoops. Yeah. Well, I think the fact that I think Stoops beat him straight up head to head over and over and over, or or the majority of the time. If I'm they not both mistaken, both only have one national championship. That's I don't care. The head to head counts, and Stoops gave it. I to would me. like to see Stoops win at another program. Fair enough. He was winning a little bit at uh, our XFL uh, a little bit. program. <laughs> yeah. He turned Landry Jones into a respectable quarterback again. He's a good coach. Um, but I'm not saying he's a dude. He's right on my outside. Sure. Right? It's hard to pick 10. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. There's some guys I had to leave off here that I felt felt bad about. So, so my number eight is Nick Saban. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do tell, do tell. Uh, look, he was great at LSU, great <laughs> at Alabama. Yeah. But I like to see him at that mid major or, or, or at, like when he was at Michigan state, he was not very good. I mean, seven and five, he has to do it his entire fucking career. He beat Ohio state. That's when they why were he's number ahead of one Bowden. at when he was at Michigan state, 
He used his system to take down the number one team in the country. He might not have at that point in his career turned them into the fucking best team in the country. His next stop, he turns an LSU team that had never done shit. And you admit this yourself. Yeah. Well, no, uh, they had done shit, but it was like this, uh, 30 the 60s, years or like something. Fucking yeah. Billy yeah. Cannon or something. Well, that's shit. why he's in my top 10. I thought that's why I'm giving him credit. He's won six national championships. Well, some, I mean, look, Alabama is he's lost a f- several more Alabama. You can, how many national championships do they have Alabama? Yeah. 13, 14. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he walked into like the greatest place that wants they to throw had, all the money into football. They had won one national title since 1978 before he got there. And how about his disciples? Uh, he doesn't have the most stellar coaching tree. That is a measure of a coach, but I don't think it's a particularly Dude, large. I'm giving measure. him credit. I think he's the eighth best coach of all time. I think you're retarded. I don't know if that's the right word. Cause I, well, I, I'm going to show you my guidelines here. Yeah. Cause to me, if you can, if you had had like a 10 and two season at Michigan state, yeah, I would, I would maybe then see it more. Yeah. Yes. He brought back LSU, but let's be honest. How much talent is in Louisiana? And they're the only school in Louisiana. You always mention this point. Uh, well, what has it, what can anyone do at Michigan state? Dude, D'Antonio was better than Saban in his last year at Michigan state. He went nine and two. They finished, uh, five in the AP or they finished seven in the AP poll. Got his highest number five. That's good. At Michigan state. That's probably as high as Michigan State's ever gotten since no, like the 1950s. Playoffs. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> but so D'Antonio, top four. D'Antonio was better than Saban at Michigan State. Yeah, that's a fact. That's true. Yeah, I think Saban had. Well, Michigan State's been good for a while. He did not. He Saban was, was good at Toledo, but he wasn't great at Toledo. He was only there one year. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I remember they had Wasan Tate as a running back. He wins the national championship at Alabama Taylor. or at LSU. And then he goes on to win 10 plus games for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12 straight seasons. Now him and Bowden, he's have how right. many national championships between each other who Saban and Bowden. Yeah. I think Bowden's only got two. Okay. It's a lot. Of, I'm just saying they're they're They have a lot of wins. Yeah. Okay. Well, Saban I'm has not looking six at national championships. That, to Bowden me, has two. it doesn't make you the best coach. If you win the national championship, it helps. It's a, it's of course. A, it's That's a, why he's in my top ten. It's a measurement tool. You'll see. <laughs> okay. When I get to, and I'm gonna ask you. Okay, but go go keep with, going. Tell go. me more about Nick Saban no, and why he's no no no. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna compare him and, and see what you think. But okay. go go to uh, go to the next one. I'm telling you, I'm not I'm not going light on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like it. Okay. Uh, my number seven. Yeah. Frank Beamer. He's a little higher in my list. Is that right? Yeah. Frankie B. Um. Did build a program from scratch. Yeah, they were horrible. They were I think ho- that means something. Oh, for sure. And what Beamer did, and to sustain it for as long as he did, starting in 95, he got his first 10-win season there, and then basically maintained that 10-win level straight up until uh, 2011. So that's, what, 16 seasons of excellent football? I can't wait for you to laugh at me on this one. Uh, what, do you have him way higher? I have him way higher, but I'm saying... Um, my next one, you're going to just, you're going to think, how do I have him? And I, I, here's my argument. Well, let me tell you a little more about, uh, okay. Now the Virginia tech was awful. They were awful. Yeah. And not only that, but he, he did something that I'm sure has been done a little bit before, but he popularized it to the point that it became named after him. And he didn't sell out. How so? He never goes to a bigger school. yeah. Yeah. 
Frank Primer is a fucking Virginian through and through. He's a, he's a fucking alumni. See, because that, that that's important. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I give him credit as as a as a human being. I think Frank Primer is a lot higher on the list than at least one of these people. <laughs> <laughs> Several. Uh, um, but um, yeah, Frank Beamer like did something that is obvious in putting his best players on special teams. Like starting tailback yeah. is like the dude that's like. Blocking kicks. How many block punts did they have their first fucking stretch? millions? Yeah. He 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 in his own like you know coaching ability took a program that was nothing and, and brought them up. Yeah, so that's that's one of the most that's remarkable important. jobs. And my number seven, you're just gonna sit there and laugh. And I'm gonna take you. He was currently undefeated in the XFL. Matt Rule, no June Jones. June Jones. I say Matt Rule. And here's um, my question to you: Do you think Nick Saban could go to Hawaii and take them to the BCS? To a BCS game. That's a good point. That's my angle here. <laughs> is that and he also went then went to SMU and took him to their first bowl game. <laughs> Look up June Jones's coaching career record. We're talking specifically to his college days, right? Well, it was only Hawaii and, and SMU. I mean, SMU he never made him really legit, but he got him to bowl games. Yeah. Their first bowl games in 20 years. He won he won consistently at Hawaii. Dude, he took them to a fucking BCS game. Nine. Talk wins. about you know how hard it is. They have a budget of like fifty grand to recruit. Yeah. Has Hawaii ever been good without beyond Rolovich, like, which was a June Jones guy? Yeah. Well, he clearly, in the same way, has like a, a system that he can implement that can, you know. So, but my question is, and I think Bob Stoops would be bad at Hawaii. Yeah. I think Nick Saban would be bad at Hawaii. Yeah. My my angle here is he can do more with less than almost every coach. There's, there's a, there's a point to that. You know, if you're, if you got two cars, right? Yeah. If you're in a race with two Pinto coupes, June Jones is going to beat Nick Saban. Yes. Right? That, and this is my angle, man. And, and this is my angle for the whole, and I, uh, for the rest of the coaching yeah. that I have. That, it does make yeah. you wonder if this guy was ever given the keys to a fucking Ferrari, whether he would outdrive. We just saw Nick it. He Saban. went undefeated in the XFL with Bob Stoops there. Yeah. Well, that doesn't tell me that much. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that. Look, my argument of what do you mean? It tells me a little bit. It's five and oh. Six and oh, maybe. They had not lost a game. <laughs> okay. I saw PJ Walker. I'm not giving I saw PJ Walker with Matt Rule. He did not look like PJ Walker with June Jones. That's true. Very true. He uh he his system certainly is a lot more quarterback friendly than something. I think he's a great offensive coach. I would agree. Yeah. He's a great offensive coach. Uh, does it make him one of the top 10 college coaches in our lifetime? I don't know about that, but, 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 but what? the point stands, the point stands. Yeah. I would love to see what Bobby Bowden does at Hawaii with their talent. That's fair. And, uh, with a budget of 50 grand. Yeah. It's tough to say like, you know, when you've had for a guy like Stoops, Bud Wilkinson, Barry Switzer, so many dudes do it at even like a higher level than you did before you at the same place, how good of a coach really are you? You know? And that's not a diss to them. I'm just, I just think like to me, when I jump off, when I think in my head, yeah. he got Hawaii to a fucking BCS game. Yeah. That's the, maybe the, I, maybe I should put this motherfucker number one, <laughs> 12 and one. They did get absolutely throttled by Georgia in the BCS game. Well, no shit. And where was that game played? You're out of your mind, but it was played in uh, Louisiana. That's so, bullshit. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, slight mileage advantage. They, Georgia would have beat him a hundred out of a hundred times. Yeah. I'm just saying to get there is unbelievable. Look, I'm not shitting on June Jones. I think he's a good coach. I just think that his track record 
demands a little more proof of how much, how many wins do you think Saban would have at, at, at Hawaii? <sighs> I don't know that he'd ever have a winning season there. Yeah. Hawaii to me is a weird place though. Cause it's like, talk about a place that if you put a fence around the talent there, yeah. they would probably automatically be like a nine, 10, 11 win team every year. Um, but no one can do that because like you say, I mean, BYU that's how bad, it, yeah. that's how bad Hawaii's USC, situation yeah. is, is that they're fucking 1500 miles away from the closest fucking school. And they can't even keep their own guys on the Island. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think a lot of that is BYU and USC always just pillage. Come in. Yeah. yeah. Oregon's been good yeah. about getting yeah. in there. So Utah. Yeah. Um, so it's tough, but come on, put a little, like have a little pride. Plus they have like a cultural thing. Like, okay, Notre Dame gets all the but fucking this Catholics. Island like, is like the size of fucking <laughs> Birmingham. Right. <laughs> Not really. That's what I'm be. saying. You should be best friends with these kids. Like on a first name basis since first grade, but you don't put them in your top. You're 10. letting them that all doesn't, it, that doesn't do anything for you. No, it doesn't do enough for me <laughs> to, to put him over uh, a Mac See, Brown. I think you overrate championships, dude. So you said it yourself. Mac Brown. Turn North Carolina, a perennial but slub school. They weren't horrible always. To me, the Hawaii job is actually on this list. One of the hardest. I'm going to say it's the best one on my top 10 list of what he did. As far as uh, turning a program yeah. around. There are some other schools on your list because I know some of the other guys you put on here. So uh, Beamer being one, but I can see your argument with June Jones. We spent a lot of time talking about June Jones's accomplishments, but maybe it needs to be stated. Maybe it's not, maybe the guy's not given enough credit. Maybe I, we suck it. I just think it's that fair of like, and I even think put Frank Beamer who I have higher than June Jones. Yeah. I don't think he would have been very successful at Hawaii. That's true. Although Frank Beamer specifically probably would have been most successful at Virginia because of his roots. Well, but, I think Beamer would have been more successful at Hawaii than Saban. Yeah. I think he's better. He's a yeah. more innovative coach yeah. for sure. Um, absolutely. Although you can't kind of like shit on the fact that Nick Saban organizationally is a Supreme. I'm not shitting on him. If I have a number eight, I think he's a fucking hall of fame coach. Okay. (laughs) June Jones is not better than Mac Brown. Let me look at Mac Brown. Let me look, let me, let me pull up Mac Brown. How's that fair though? What's your, what's your, that's true. It's two different criteria. What's, what's entirely. your, what's your, what's your basis on this? Uh, wait, this is players. Um, I want to know your basis. I want this pilot. I want that pilot. I think Mac Brown, uh, was able to succeed. I'll, I'll tell you this. I bet I, I would, I am a firm believer. If you would have put June Jones at Texas, they would have won a national championship. Let me ask you this. Yeah, that may be the case. But was he ever given the keys to the Cadillac in the same way you can think if, if some butts are candy nuts, if Bud Foster had ever been given the keys to Virginia tech, maybe he would have had a great run there too, but no one trusted him with the keys. You know, maybe he came as reeking of booze to the interviews, you know, maybe June Jones, maybe June well, Jones, that, hopefully had a one or two American. more cocktails, <laughs> you know, uh, but June Jones was also in the NFL winning. That's true. So, so that's, that's a factor that may, yeah. uh, all right. He didn't have a motive to go to college. All right. All right. Was he a uh, head coach or was yeah, he on the Falcons? Board? Yeah. June Jones. He did take uh, the dirty birds to a playoff. Yeah. Uh, run. Okay. June Jones. Uh, innovative. Was he, uh, was he run and shoot? 
Run, now, what distinguishes run and shoot from like uh, air raid? More vertical. More vertical run and shoot is air. Uh, air raid finds like it's almost like air raid is much more like the triple option as far as like spacing. Yeah. Uh, run and shoot is vertical. All, all bombs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. 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 So he was the air Coriel type. Uh, yeah. Run and shoot guy. Okay. So. So I like. How it. do you prove this Mac Brown theory that he's better than Jim Jones? He won a lot more games. Okay, but he was at Texas and North Carolina. Two see. schools that you know would pay for players. Uh, that's true. He did have great advantages from a recruiting standpoint. Um, there we go. Coaches, Mac Brown. Let's see. He was at App State one year. Dude, he actually really sucked early in his career. Like, uh, You feel comfortable saying he's better than June uh, Jones? Three out of Mac Brown's first five years, he went one in ten. Huh. <laughs> Isn't this funny? <laughs> but what would he have done at Hawaii? Yeah, that's true. He turned them around eventually and ended up winning 10 games in three of his last five games at UNC. Did before. he, did Dre Bly and Julius Peppers get, get checks? Uh, yes. 100%. Here's the thing. Maybe, maybe you have a point here because when I'm looking at Mac Brown's, uh, early seasons at Texas, uh, three losses, five losses and three losses in his first few years. Uh, big 12 was really good though. Yeah, that's true. Credit him. Yeah. He only got one national championship there. He did lose to a very good Alabama team without his star quarterback, uh, Colt McCoy. They probably would have lost anyway. I think they they would have lost. Yeah. But, um, when you're a Texas coach, do you expect to finish uh, his average finishing, uh, place was probably around 10 for the course of his career. Does that make you a great coach at Texas? I I, want to ask you this though. Honestly, yeah. if June Jones was at Texas, what do you think he would do? I've just never seen him in control of a program of that level. I know, but I'm asking you to like your thoughts on what he would do at Texas. I think they'd probably be very good offensively, but I don't know whether he would be like, uh, I think he'd win a national championship that would have a, a defense that could match. I don't know. Glanville how, was his DC. He was a good DC in Hawaii. If he brought Glanville at Hawaii, that's who his DC was. Yeah. Then maybe you got a point. He might, he might've done some damage there at Texas. I'm telling you, man, like, all right, June Jones, there we go. I'm selling you on June. <laughs> okay. By the way, Joe Paterno did not make my list. Well, I couldn't do it. Uh, he uh, probably deserves to be in the top 10, but just the, the touching of I'm, dicks. Why did like, you, why did you not tell me this before the podcast? <laughs> Cause now I look like a fucking scumbag. Well, that's you buddy. <laughs> look, I, I thought, in fact, I even brought it up and you were like, yeah, I think you were waiting for this moment right now. <laughs> All right. Get you number seven. All right. Seven's Frank being weird. Oh, so six, six. Um, Six is Joe Paterno. Yes. Uh, he did. He didn't touch any dicks. <laughs> uh, he kind of just, he just, just kind of let, let the dicks get touched. Yeah, he just, right? it, just, <laughs> it wasn't like, him. I don't even know that Joe Paterno, like actively, like actively let him get touched. No, I truly believe he was in like denial. Yeah. He's but like, it, yeah. it doesn't mean that he's in the right. Right. I think yeah, he's, he's, he's very yeah. much in the wrong. Yeah. Very terrible. Um, and his tarn- his legacy should be tarnished. And it hurts the fuck out of me to say this because there was part of me up until that moment that fucking loved the shit out of Joe. Like all of me loved Joe Paterno right up until that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty, that's that movie's amazing. Inexcusable. There's that part where he's studying for Nebraska. Nebraska was like top 10 <laughs> right. or 15. 
and like, his dad, his this son's, is serious. Yeah, his sons and his wife have read the indictment and they keep going, dad, you need to read this indictment. This is really serious. There's press out front. He goes, I got to focus. Nebraska's got that number nine offense. <laughs> right. And, and it's like, it's like his sons are pleading with him. Please read this. He's like, I don't have time for this shit. Yeah. Like you well, can see what made him great. Right. Well, I mean, then that's, that's the, it's, it's almost a commentary on our society in like a really bad way. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what Friday night lights is about. Just the just utter obsession. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, fucking, uh, some of these coaches right now are talking about, Oh, I learned how to like shit and wipe my own ass while this coronavirus has been yeah, going on. Mike Gundy is like, let them play. They're young. I love Gundy. But Maryland's what the fuck coach, are you Maryland's coach was like saying he like learned Loxley. how to like, yeah. Cook a grilled cheese sandwich for the first time or something. Well, he's trying to learn how to win a game. <laughs> I think that's what he should try to stay do in the lab there. But yeah, I think he's like <laughs> six and 40 as a, a lifetime as a head coach. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, Paterno, but well, the thing was, is like, I mean, yeah, he did turn that program around, but that was before me. Uh, if anything, didn't they lose a lot of big games? He turned it around, but they were still a dominant force for Especially a long like time. Especially like 93. Yeah. 94. 93, they finished number eight. 94, they finished number two. Might have had a chance to play for the national championship. No, they should have played the national championship. That yeah. should have been the Nebraska. 91 finished number three. Yeah. You know, 90, 2005 finished number three. 2008 number, and 2009 finished top 10. He was a fucking beast. And how, how many games do you think he'd win at Hawaii? I think if Joe Paterno leaves, uh, like the Northeast quadrant of the United States. I think he was very fortunate. I mean, he did a great job, but he also benefited off being in the fifties and sixties Yeah, where football hadn't turned. People didn't know the cut that it was going to be the cash cow that it, that it was right. Or is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he got a head start on everyone. Um, Joe Paterno is a, a great coach, but, uh, legacy tarnished and those two cannot be, uh, said separately. They have to be, inextricably bound. So, uh, moving on number six, you know, it's a friend of the pro- program. Mike one leads. Oh, you went 11 games at Texas tech. You went 11 at Washington state and coming soon. 11 at Mississippi. Now, if he state. does 11 at Mississippi state, then you'll have a fucking le- very legitimate. Leg hey, dude, if on. you went 11 at Washington state, that's true. Although someone else had done it, obviously when they went to the national championship, or played Michigan in the Rose Bowl, I should say, in '97. Was it 11, they were eleven and one? I don't know if they were eleven and one that year, but I don't think they were. I don't even know if they played twelve games at that time. I don't think they did either. Yeah, probably ten and one. But either way, uh, no, don't get me wrong. He did it at Texas Tech, also. Yeah, Leach is a fucking great coach, and Leach has like been a hair away from a national championship at some pretty shitty schools. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he got robbed out of being in. Uh, the New Year's six most recently. Yeah. You know, yeah. so he hasn't been able to get the shine that he deserves. Um, it'll be interesting if he can, if he can come up in the sec West, if he can win the sec West, even one time at Mississippi state, he's kind of legendary, but that remains to be seen. How many wins do you think Nick Saban would have at, at Texas tech or Washington state? I bet Nick Saban's like a nine, 10 win coach there. I don't think at Washington state, I think maybe Texas tech is yeah. the local talent. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He'd have a harder time. I bet he'd be like eight, nine when coach at Wazoo though. Maybe I think I, I might be on board with that. I think they go bowling on, with Nick Saban, but it's I'd, tough to put Saban's legacy into perspective because his reign at Alabama is where like most of the um, greatness obviously has occurred. And you're right. Even though Alabama hadn't been able to get over the hump for a while. I mean, that's just cause they had David Shula and, and Gene uh, Stallings got it done. And I Gene Mike Stallings Shula, was Mike a Shula, good coach. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mike Shula. Um, and then I guess I don't even know what happened after bear Bryant, but, uh, obviously no, I don't know. they went to Stallings. 
Uh, Stallings was immediately yeah. after Bear yeah. Bryant. It took him a decade to get. He won a national championship. Yeah. yeah. Um, then after that, there's a little dead period. But yeah, I mean, when you're when your program has three of four or maybe three of five I think coaches. Five coaches. Yeah. Yeah. I'm are, forgetting one guy's name that I I remember, but I can't remember his name right now. Uh yeah, I'd have to look back at that. Um, yeah, Alabama is one of the easiest places to win. You know, I think we had forgotten. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, they were. I'm not trying to discredit him. I'm just saying that I think it's easy to say, oh, they won the most championships. He's the best coach. Yeah. I don't believe that first off. Yeah. I don't believe just because like you're in an area in a school that I think probably breaks tons of rules to yeah. enable themselves with the best players. I mean, that's the same thing with Bobby Bowden is like that yeah, was that, before that's what I'm saying. everyone had gone into Florida and started rating that talent. He just had all that talent yeah. to himself. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's got to account for something. That's what I mean, though. When you compare it to the Hawaii thing, it's like coaching ability is, uh, yeah, it's kind of luck to be given that the keys to that job. And as is proven, as some of these guys don't succeed at other locations. Yeah, exactly. Um, at number five, Patty C. Number five is Steve Spurrier. Higher on my list. Higher on your list. Yeah. Okay. Steve Spurrier, uh, certainly one of the most fun coaches ever. Um, had a little bit of a hard time getting past Florida State. Uh, while he was at Florida, ended up doing it in 96, getting that national championship. Um, I think he must've gotten by him in 95 cause they went and got whooped by Nebraska, but, um, he had a great run and that Spurrier Bowden rivalry was one of the fucking best that college football's ever had. Uh, innovative offensively, uh, great recruiter of talent and, and took a South Carolina program that was, uh, I guess Holtz had gotten them to a decent respectable place, but uh, Spurrier took him to a different level and they've since fallen off some. So, you know, even in his old age, Spur- and then, and then he goes over to AAF and he, uh, wins the first championship. There. I think they were undefeated. They should play the roughnecks for, yes. the, for the Spurrier yeah. versus Stoops. Amazing. No, versus Jones or Jones. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I like that, but I have him higher. So I'm going to hang on. And he got Duke. Anyone in ACC championship. That's what I'm Duke. saying. I have, I have other angles. Okay. Um, my number five, where are we here? Oh, it's NFL. Uh, where the fuck is my list here? My number five is Tom Osborne, mm. Nebraska. Most dominant teams. He was, you know, I was thinking about putting him number one. He's then, higher on mine. But then I realized almost like the Alabama thing. Yeah. They were good before. That's, That's what I'm saying. And then I never saw it elsewhere. So it's a smaller sample size. If anything, you know what? I, I'll replace Saban. No, no, I won't. No, I won't because I still think the most dominant college football team I've ever seen is those Nebraska teams. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're thinking you were going to swap them even though, but I still feel like the better actual coaching. I jobs, mean, he was there for 24 years. That's not exactly a small sample size. The dude went 200. No, I'm saying it another school though. Like yeah. still two fifty five and 49. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm okay with him being number five. Tom Osborne makes my higher. Five. He my almost list. was number one to me. He was almost number one to me. Yeah, dude, he never. But he has a little bit of the Stoops thing. He took over a school that was really good. In his twenty-five career career, never finished outside of the top twenty-five. <laughs> that's, that's insane. That is incredible. In fact, he only finished outside of the top twenty once. Well, he was my number one until like the final five minutes, and then I was like, "Look, I can't, I contradict my own point if I keep him number one." Yeah. My own point is that I haven't seen him do it at a startup. Yeah. Essentially, you know what I yeah, mean? It's uh it's tough to really judge him. When he was a great coach. There's no doubt about it. any of these coaches, even my outside of this 
has people like Chris Peterson and stuff that are fantastic coaches that are hall of, in my opinion, be the belong in the hall of fame, but Tom Osborne never won less than nine games <laughs> in 25 years. Jeez. That's crazy. He's, he's up there. He's up there. Okay. Uh, your number four. My number four is Bobby Bowden. Um, let's go check on Bobby Bowden. See, I think Osborne's better than Bowden, which I think you have, right? No. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, um, uh, Bowden Bowden's reign at Florida state really. And maybe it's just because, uh, that was my, I was impressionable at that point, but I'm going to read these finishes to you starting in 1987 and they're, going, they weren't they independent then? Uh, they were independent 87, 88, 89. They finally went ACC in 90, but in consecutive years, he finished number two, number three, number three, number four, number four, number two, number one, number four, number four, number three, number three, number three, number one, number five. <laughs> All incredible. But, for 15 straight years. But does that make you the best coach? That makes you one of the best coaches. Yeah. Okay. When so, you beat everyone all the time, I, yeah, no, it makes I, you I'm the with best you, but I'm saying like, I, I, so if June Jones never finished in the top five, um, it, it hurt. It doesn't mean he's not one of the best coaches. It hurts his case. Yeah. Really? I don't agree with that. Winning is part of like a but major element of winning like, at a place that has a budget, uh, that is, you know, about as good as, you know, a fucking, uh, you know, coaching porno. ability. <laughs> All right, fine. Coaching ability versus career. There you go. This is a, uh, well, I'm not going to go there, but we'll just, uh, we'll use a, uh, a similar argument. This is the Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith argument. Okay. Just because you have the more stellar career doesn't necessarily mean uh statistically stellar career. Doesn't mean you had higher upside and June Jones is the Barry Sanders. I know that's what you're saying. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I'm going with that. I'm picking up what you're okay. putting down over there, buddy. Okay. Uh, my number, f- that was your number four. That was Bowden was great. He was a true asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my number four is Frank Beamer. Okay. Would have liked to see him do it at another school, but also part of me loves the fact he stayed at Virginia tech. Yeah. It would have been cool if he got an, they were so horrible before him that yeah. this has to go there. Yeah. And the things he did, like you said, schematically. Um, yeah. I mean, allowing Foster. I mean, how much uh, yeah. you got to figure that Beamer was in the fucking room with Foster. It wasn't entirely Foster's doing that made those defenses what they were. Yeah. You know? Um, and my question to, to you would be, I guess, what would Sabin and Bowden do at Virginia tech walking into a team with no history? I'm curious. I'm not saying they wouldn't. I think they'd yeah. find ways to have winning years. They might have recruited better. Virginia Tech was never a great recruiting team. In fact, so much of what made Beamer so impressive was that he was doing it with like the 20th ranked recruiting class or the 25th ranked recruiting class, and he would be in the top five. So, do you think they could come into there and win? At this point, yeah. But at that point, I think it would have yeah, been, I think he would have left before. Yeah. I mean, Michigan State was a 10 times better program than. Yeah. Virginia tank was at that time and he never got more than nine wins at Michigan See, state. So that's what I'm saying. I, I think June Jones could have came in there and dominated. That's true. But I think Nick Saban is built to drive a Cadillac because he can scumbag with the best of them. And that's part of coaching, whether you like it or not, X's and O's wise, he might not be 
the best football coach, but from an organizational and a scumbag and, and organizational, particularly because like your guy said, he's in my top 10, the, the ability to launder money, unfortunately is part of a coach's job in NCAA football. And he is the best and he's the best there ever was. And he's the best that probably ever will be. June Jones was a better NFL coach as well. I agree with that. I I don't even think there's any fucking uh, disputing that, but Okay, let's move it down to my my number four. Oh, it was Beamer. Okay, so you're number three. My number three is Juan Urban Meyer. Um, great coach. Done it at three different places now. Um, you could easily argue him as number one. I think we've got, to me, this is where, I don't know, Bowden and Spurrier probably both. I mean, and Patron, uh, I think, yeah, down to number six is where there's a, uh, everyone can start, starts getting grouped together. Beamer, Stoops, Brown, and Carroll, those are the tier two coaches. Mm. But Paterno, Spurrier, Bowden, and now Meyer, and then two above them. Um, Urban Meyer's fucking awesome. And he, he's won head-to-head against Saban a few times. Uh, I think he's got a slight edge on the head-to-head, um, which counts for something. Um, he's a fucking scumbag, too, mm-hmm. big time. Uh, I don't think he's as big of a scumbag as Saban, but maybe. Same level to me. Same level. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But he wins a lot, and yeah. he's a uh, he's a great X's and O's guy, and uh, higher in my list. Great recruiter. Fair enough. Again, there's you have the I could easily see him being number one, number two, whatever. So he's my number three, though. My number three is Bill Snyder. <laughs> but you actually have a point on this one. The mo- you know who the losingest program was? I in, probably should have him in on Division One football. Going into his uh, taking over yeah. the program, but and it wasn't close, really. It was Kansas State football. Yeah. And this fucking animal comes in there and changes it and makes them go top 10, like what, a couple of years in a row. Yeah. But he built it up and went bowling like every year and then he leaves for a little bit and then they go right back to shit. Oh, you have a, you have a fucking. He comes point. back, takes them back to the top 10. He, uh, he, his first year at Kansas State was 89. He went one and 10. By his fifth year, they finished in the top 20 and, uh, maintained top 20 finishes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times in the uh, first 11 years after he made it. So he was, uh, but then how about when he leaves and Ron Prince comes in and recruits better than what's than what Snyder was doing. Yeah. But then, runs the program into the ground. Yeah. But so. then, and then Snyder comes back and he has a top 10 finish. Yeah. Well, three, uh, three top 20 finishes. Finish number 12 after they lost the uh, uh okay festival, but he had them as high as number two. Yeah. That yeah that's season. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Coming back at like 88 yeah. years old yeah. or however, 75 years old at that point. You don't even have them in your top 10. I should. I probably should. Don't spit in my fucking face. <laughs> uh, Weekend at Bernie's Bernie Lomax is not in your top 10. It's fair. And he did it for and way here, longer than Pete Carroll did. And I don't think Pete Carroll, I don't think Nick Saban would win at Kansas state when that uh, team, when they take over that program. Yeah. I think it's much easier what Beamer did at Virginia tech than it is Kansas state. Let me ask you this though. What's that on the flip side of this? Do you think Bill Snyder would did, would do what Nick Saban has done at Alabama? That's a fair argument. That's a fair argument. But my thing is uh, Snyder did it twice at Kansas state. Yeah. He got them ranked number two in the country, three different seasons at Kansas state which was previously in two different stints as That's head coach. the yeah. worst program of all time. Yeah. I mean, like by definition, I'm, it's not my, it's not up to, to, to debate Yeah, when he went there, they were the most losingest program in all of college football. Yeah. 
He might even be deserve to be number one then. For a nine-year period, starting in '95 and going through 2003, he fit, he had them in the top ten uh, and, and every sh- year. And should I mention Kansas State? And guess who he was coaching against? Bill McCartney, Tom Osborne, Mac Brown, yeah. Bob Stoops, Les Miles. Yeah, the Big Twelve was loaded back then. Probably you're right. Looking back at it, probably the best conference in college football in the late nineties. Yeah, I think it was. Um, then cut down to your number two. My number two is Tom Osborne. We've already gone over mm. his stats. Twenty five mm. years, mm. twenty five top twenty five finishes. Mm. Uh, Most dominant team, probably in my opinion. Yeah, three yeah. team, three national championships in four years. Alabama's uh, close though. I, I'd say Alabama's right there as the most dominant. You think Florida State was in there? Uh, the one that jumps off to me is I think 94 Nebraska is the best college football team I've ever seen. Yeah. Maybe on a single season, but uh, for an yeah. era, for yeah. a decade, Florida state was just like, uh, every year they're more talented than anyone they play. If, if they Bama had up, some good ones too, though. Yeah. Bama. Yeah. Bama was nasty. Yeah, Bama's right yeah. there. Um, but, uh, and, and I think them playing in the ACC, uh, emphasize it even more. It's yeah. like, you're just beating the shit out of everyone. Um, so Tom Osborne at number two and might, might've even gotten a fourth national championship. Had he not gone, gone for two against Miami. Yeah. And well, I love that call though. Yep. I still love it. He's a character guy as well. Ran the football ruski that game, except for uh, allowing uh, Lawrence Phillips to drag women down flights of steps. That by was the hair. a little shady. Yeah, that <laughs> Everyone quite... had a little scumbag. In <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, my number two is uh, Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach. Okay. And here's why, why I like this sample size. Mm-hmm. He did it at Duke. He did it at Florida. Yeah. Won the national championship on the highest level. Yeah. Then he also did it at South Carolina when they were not the greatest program. Now, Skip Holtz, I'm sorry, Lou Holtz did build it up a tiny bit prior. Yeah, but he took it way higher. But he took it to the, they weren't. He the, dominated the yeah. Clemson rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. And he went to the SEC championship a couple times. Uh, Yeah. 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 So. One or two. Yeah. I'm 100% sold on Spurrier. Spurrier's a fucking yeah. great coach. Amazing. Three times. That's impressive to me. Like when you could do that yeah. and it shows to me, it's a better sample and the size. AAF. Yeah. And the AAF, a little June Jones action, which, you know, you really shouldn't shit on because uh, there are other good coaches in there and yeah. he, he was the best of them. Yeah. Not maybe the best pro football coach. His stint at the Redskins <laughs> left something to be desired. He had trunk candidate blocking Simeon rice. <laughs> Schematically. Did. I don't think he realized how good the, the transition NFL was. really didn't happen <laughs> too well for him. Fun and gun had its limits. Yeah. But uh college coach, certainly uh, yeah. pretty high up there. All right. My number one, Nick Saban. Garbage. Nick Saban. Uh, he wins a lot. He's not going to stop winning. But he and couldn't he, win at Hawaii. Um, I, I stick to that. Fair enough. Uh, until he started paying boatloads of players to the Hawaiians and Samoans. And then all of a sudden, Hawaii is a national They don't have that money. They don't have that booster. Yeah, that's true. Who's going to pay him? That's true. <laughs> Alabama, he, he is in cahoots with the state governor of Alabama. Oh, I'm sure there's so many. Yeah, you know, don't even start. Yeah, the yeah. boosters are, yeah. are a plenty down in Alabama. Um, I'm gonna make this argument here because I know that the most of the world thinks Saban's the best. Yeah. My, my number one's Urban Meyer, and I think Urban Meyer's better than Nick Saban. Oh, that's a fair argument. Yeah, Urban Meyer, but you said he did it three times. He did it four times to me. Toledo, uh, Bowling Green, or Bowling Green rather. Well, he was Saban better at Toledo. Bowling Green than Saban, Saban was, was at Toledo. Toledo. Then he went to Utah, went undefeated. Then he went to Florida national championship, Ohio state national championship. Yeah. You might've even said he should have had a national championship at uh, Utah. Yeah. That's a very fair argument. 
Urban Meyer is fucking incredible. I mean, when you think that also they went 12 and 0 his first year at Alabama. And, and this Ohio shows State. my I hate Urban Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But to me, like I look at that resume and I'm like, okay, this guy proved to me he was nasty at every level. Yeah. He has finished since going to Utah every year except one of his career in the uh top twenty. What was his best year at Bowling Green? Um nine and three. So technically you're wrong because Saban went nine and two at Toledo in his one year. He went eight and three and nine and three at Bowling Green. Uh, which was Bowling Green State at the time. Wow. Um, but here's a fun fact for you. Since 2004 through 2018. Could Nick Saban go undefeated at Utah? No. No, he cannot. Every single year, although Kyle Whittingham came pretty damn close. I think Whittingham's time. a fucking great coach. He is a good coach. Um, no, he did go undefeated. Whittingham did. Oh, he did. Brian okay. Johnson. Yeah. Urban Myers had his team in the top five at one point during the season every year since 2004. He's the best. <laughs> He's a great coach. I hate him. Yeah. He, I mean, I hate Florida and I hate Ohio State. Yeah, me and too. And of course, he takes them both to glory. Me too. And wins glory, national championships. Glory. Yeah. All right. I want to tell you guys that the uh, college experience is brought to you by D-Gen Madness. All right. Check it out. Do all this other stuff. We're also brought to you by... Uh, you know, a little thing called ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and great wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24 seven. Some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus ACE per head offers a live betting and mobile experience. That's just amazing. Get started today. And ACE is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Once again, that's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Nick Saban is not the best coach of all time. You're 14 f- straight years of getting your team into the top five. He's better. That's and a Nick, fucking Nick incredible Saban, run. Shit is bullshit. You got bullshit there. <laughs> I got bullshit. You got bullshit all over your fucking, all over your, all over my mouth, all over my disgusting right. mouth. Give me your, uh, give me your 10th best. Pro coach. This was harder than college. Oh, by the way, did you shout- get your ad read in there, buddy? Or I did. All right, nice. Hold on. By the way, I want to give a shout out to ones that almost made my list. Sonny Lubick, Colorado State. Nice. Uh, Lou Holtz was on my list. Nice. Bobby Ross won a national championship at Georgia Tech. I like it. Philip Fulmer, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Paul Johnson, yeah. Georgia Tech and uh, Navy. Yeah. Um, Gary Patterson, TCU. Chris, made- Chris Peterson, Dennis Erickson almost made my top ten. Nice. Cause he's done it at a lot of schools. Yeah. He was good at Idaho. He was good at Oregon state took really is the guy that revised that or that brought back that Oregon state program in yeah. the nineties. Um, then he, he had some good years at Miami and Arizona state understatement. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, as we could see is so, oh, and Washington state, he was not everyone can drive the, uh, Lamborghini. You know, he was, he was able to, he took the keys from, uh, Jimmy Johnson Got himself a national bad champion. NFL coach though. Yeah, that's where where was he over? Uh, Niners and Seahawks. I think shit. he might have went to the wild card as a Seahawks coach though, but I don't know. Nothing special. Other guys that made my honorable mention: Butch Davis, Mike Gundy, uh, Kirk Ferentz. Um, Ferentz was on mine too. Bill McCartney as well. Yeah, Lloyd yeah. Carr, Barry Alvarez, Pat Fitzgerald. Lloyd Carr was on mine. Jim as Tressel well. should get a little bit of credit here. Uh, used car miles. dealership, literally, yeah. literally used car That's dealership. True. Yeah. <laughs> Les miles and Gus miles on, uh, also impressive coaches in our lifetime. Um, all right, we move it on. And I found that this one I thought was much harder. 
Really? I did. Yeah, maybe. Toward the bottom, it was tough for me. Actually, yeah, there's not a ton of separation except for one, but. Give me your number 10 coach. Number 10 coach is Tony Dungy. Mm. Uh, and Tony Dungy did benefit from having Peyton Manning in the shit ass AFC South. South for like a decade and, ch- and change. Um, but he won a lot of games. Did not make my list. And he also built Tampa Bay into what they were. That's true. Prior to Gruden taking over. That, but they, he definitely struggled in big games. I feel like. Yeah. But that also is something to do with Peyton Manning. And so it's almost like, cause Dungeon's a defensive coach and that's kind of what he built in Tampa. But when you turn the keys over to Peyton Manning in your clutch situations, but even in Tampa, I feel like they lost a lot of big games. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he, he was a uh, guy that's going to get close. Didn't like, make my top 10. Okay. Did not. You're an asshole. <laughs> my number 10, I think is proven to be better than Tony Dungy. All right. Let's hear it. Andy Reed. Let's go to the video of fucking tape here. They both have one chip, right? Coaching. Uh, yeah. Uh, Andy Reed's been to more. Andy Reed. Oh, I gotta go to coaches. Um, did he play? Uh, I'm looking at a different Andy Reed. What? <laughs> the fuck? I'm all fucked up over here. I'm looking <laughs> at Pro Football Reference. Uh, Andy Reid but pl- played in the punt pass kick contest <laughs> in Anaheim as a child. And he was like 300 pounds. <laughs> it's one of the best fucking clips I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. You haven't seen that type in Andy Reid uh, punt pass kick contest on YouTube. Andy Reid's early years at the Eagles. Uh, really statistically impressive. You have a point. He's a great coach. I don't know if he's better than Dungy. No, I know that he's better than Dungy. Okay. Well, <laughs> you also are ignoring the fact that he NFC East always better than the AFC South. My friend NFC East has sucked balls for years now, dude. Still better than the AFC South. And NFC, I would argue the AFC South, the best or the worst division of all time. NFC East has produced one fucking Super Bowl champion in the last 25 years. Oh, no. giants. Too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, what the fuck three. are you talking okay. about? Um, NFC is okay, but I'm not impressed by that division. Uh, Cowboys it's harder even, than the AFC South. Yeah, yeah. Everything is better than the AFC South. That's true. But okay, let's let's look at this 2005 through 2014 period. All right, I'm gonna rattle off the records: six and ten, ten and six, eight and eight, nine and nine, six and one, eleven and five, ten and six, eight and eight, four and twelve. That's where I'm gonna stop because it gets good again. <laughs> um, he's a good coach. He's a good coach. I don't have a huge problem with you putting him putting him above Tony Dungy. All I'm saying is Let Tony me ask Dungy, you this. If, if Andy Reid was at Hawaii, he'd win more games than Tony, Tony Dungy. I don't know that that's true. You know why? <laughs> a guy who reminds me of Tony Dungy, Herm Edwards, goes to Arizona State, kills it. Arizona everyone State, else is though, shitting tons on. Tons of talent. Well, everyone thinks that he wouldn't be able that's to do true. it. That's true. That is true. I was a skeptic, and I, I will eat my own words on that. Yeah. Uh, you're number nine in the NFL. Number nine. Well, Jimmy Johnson. Look. The guy took a team that Landry had let slip. I believe Landry was seven, seven wins, the two previous seasons. And then that three and 13 <coughs> season got him fired. He's a little higher on my list. Okay. Yeah. Um, went one and 15 his first year as a coach quickly turned that program around. Didn't hurt that he was handed and benefited off of free. Agency. One of the most talented Dion, Charles Haley. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the, obviously the fucking Herschel Walker trade. Um, 
But he was the the player per, direct. He was the one that did that trade. GM too. Yeah. I don't know if that makes you a great coach necessarily. That's true. That has nothing to do with coaching. Yeah, but um, he's part of the guy, part of the team that built that program, and that was one of the best teams in NFL history. Which you know you have to look at ceiling as a as a factor in yeah. how good the coach is. Um, he did all right in uh, Miami. Nothing special, but he was still able to, I believe, stay above five hundred every year, uh, or at five hundred. So, yeah. Um. I'm all, I'm all over the, he's definitely top 10. He didn't have the longevity that you'd like to see as a great coach. And the fact that he couldn't get along with Jerry Jones, I don't know if that's necessary, but it is when you look at a resume, a the fact he him. won Super Bowl and national championships. It's pretty impressive. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, that, that definitely backs him up. The fact that, uh, Barry Switzer hadn't coached in how long yeah, and came comes in and, and walks in. That, and that actually hurts his. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so that's my number nine, Jimmy Johnson. Well, my number nine, I'm going to take you to old Denver and Atlanta and Dan Reeves. Hmm. A guy you were shitting on not long ago. Well, All this not, talk of Dan Reeves must have gotten you. Uh, he's not a Hall of Fame coach, in my opinion, but he's He's one of he's the top fringe. 10 in your lifetime, and he's not a Hall of Fame coach. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. He sucked with the Giants in the 90s. Uh-huh. Um, he was the head coach of the New York Giants in the nineties. Well, uh, I forgot that era. Yeah. What was that late nineties? Yeah, early nineties. Before Fossil. Yeah, after Parcells. Um, after Parcells and Ray Handley, he was. When was he the coach of the Broncos? In the eighties. In the eighties. Yeah. And then he took over the uh, man. My Dan Reeves uh, knowledge is fuzzy. But I'll here. say this, and I'll give Dan Reeves this credit, and I think a lot of it has to do with John Elway, but. In the eighties, and even with that ninety-eight Falcons team that had nowhere, they did not belong to be anywhere near the Super Bowl. They got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he got that. And I'll there. give him credit. Dan Reeves had some very terrible years with the Falcons. I mean, he got more than nine wins <laughs> one time in his entire what? I I, I would ten-year tens. I would argue that he took the least talented teams in in Denver. Like if you go back to 1980, if you were to look at the three most least talented teams, he he took them all to the Super Bowl. He took three Broncos teams to the Super Bowl. That's true. Now they went 11 and five, 10, four and one, and 11 and five. So they performed well in the playoffs. Elway. Yeah, that's Johnny he, he went 13 and three at 84. He was a better coach back in the 80s, but <laughs> uh, that one's questionable. I'm going to question your Dan Reeves selection there a little bit. <laughs> I just okay. like how he did it. Uh, he, he took the Falcons. He's been to four Super Bowls. He's a likable guy. He's got that Southern draw. How many, how many, how many Super Bowls did Tony Dungy go to? Two. But he won one. What was the other Super Bowl he went to? Didn't he lose to Saint, uh, the uh, Saints? You're right. Yeah. No, that was Jim Codwell. Was it? Yeah. I stand corrected. I stand. Dan cor- Reeves better than Tony Dungy. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. All right. Go to num- your number seven. Uh, my number eight. Oh yeah, your number eight. My number eight, Marty Schottenheimer. Um, you talk about a guy that you know. If championships is the only measure of a coach, this guy is up shit creek without a paddle. But if, he's your number eight. He's my number eight. Okay, he's higher on my list. Okay, he's amazing. I don't care. Championships are full of shit. All right. Let me see. Marty Schottenheimer went fourteen and two with the. Chargers and got fired. Still <laughs> the greatest tragedy of all yeah. of all time in, in NFL coaching. He went twelve and four with the Browns, thirteen and three with the Chiefs. Those twice. Browns teams, by the way, that Dan Reeves beat, were the better teams. Look at the rosters. 
Yeah. I mean, remember how we were, I was just in arguments about Elway and we we're like, man, who else was good on that team? Yeah. They had some, they, uh, you're talking about the, uh, the Browns. I'm we're, saying the Broncos teams were not talented. The Browns were so much more talented. Yeah. They're better. Browns were better at every position. And, uh, Except what, Webster Slaughter, Eric Metcalf, Alvin oh, Mack, fucking Reggie not, Langhorn, uh, Ozzie Newsom. Who's there? Not yeah. Alvin Mack. Uh, who's the uh, Mack? The running Kevin back. Mack. Kevin Mack. No, uh, so they were definitely better at running back. Biner. Yeah. Mack at one point Metcalf, right? Yeah. Then at wide receivers, Webster Slaughter, Reggie Langhorn, Ozzie Newsom at tight end. Yeah. Those are better than any of the the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, offensive line, I'd have to go. Didn't they have Matthews on the offensive line? No. They had Clay Matthews on linebacker. Clay Matthews on linebacker. Okay. And Chip Banks, two beast linebackers. Yeah. And they also had Frank Minifield, awesome corner. Yeah. They were just a fucking better dude. Bob Golick at nose tackle. They were marginally better than Denver. Way better, dude. Uh, The only real glaring difference is Elway's better than Kozar. By a mile. (laughs) Yeah. But Kozar's a good underrated quarterback. He he was, he was capable. Underrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Schottenheimer had a lot of winning seasons. Hartford Dixon was a good corner for the Browns too. (laughs) Hanford Dixon. I believe. Yeah. Hanford. Yeah. What am I thinking of Hartford Dixon? I don't know. Alcohol. (laughs) Uh, gosh, Marty Schottenheimer probably deserves a fucking Super Bowl. He does, man. He got robbed. He's higher on my list. Not 61% career winning percentage. Pretty fucking high. All right. My number seven. Wait, we on seven or eight. Uh, that was my number eight. So get, hit me your theories. My number eight is bill cower. A little higher on mine. Not much, but a little, I would like to see him do it on another team. He took the Steelers from a point where they were dead. That's true. But he walked into some talent. He did. He did. Chuck Noll, uh, when he almost took the Panthers job, I would have loved to see what he did with the Panthers. Yeah. It's amazing. He never went back into it. Yeah. But, uh, what was it like a 13 year career for bill Cowher went to the AFC championship a lot. Won the worst Super Bowl in, a- in NFL history. <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, no, maybe not the pa- Patriots Rams might be on that level now. It's certainly, uh, certainly in contention though. Um, he, yeah, how many AFC championships did he go to? He went in '94. Obviously, went to the Super Bowl in '95. Believe he lost the AFC Championship in '97. Uh, then lost twice to the Patriots uh, in 2001 and 2002. Then he no 2004 he lost to them. They might they lost to the Patriots so many fucking times in the <laughs> AFC Championship. Finally got over the hump 2005. God bless Bill Cowher. He's a likable guy. Blitzburg defense was a, a staple of the nineties and uh, instrumental in the development of football as we know it. So Bill Cowher deserves a, a little shine for that. I have him at number eight. That's a good, that's a good spot. Number seven for you. Uh, I have Marv Levy as my number seven. Um, maybe hmm. would be higher in my list, higher for me yeah. if he had, uh, done it later on you in mean my if life. a certain kicker from James Madison had made a field goal. <laughs> yeah. He certainly would be higher at that point. Uh, See, but isn't that retarded when you think about it? Yeah. One kick being one yard off changes his whole legacy. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't agree with the championship thing. Yeah. I agree with you, which is interesting that you make that point about uh championships as it relates to our primary argument. Uh, at least as it, which one Robinson, Olajuwon, Olajuwon whooped his ass. In the West, Western Conference Finals. One time. Okay. We're not going down that road. Uh, Marv Levy, four straight Super Bowl appearances. That's so that still might be the greatest achievement. Yeah. You might, might you put that at number one, maybe. Yeah. That's uh, close. Although yeah. the Cowboys made it 
three times in four years and would have made it a fourth time in a row and won three of them or won four of them if they had beaten those Niners in 94. So uh, not even the most impressive feat during that same time frame, but still an awesome coach. Good job, Marv Levy. There you go. Like I said, my number eight was Cower. My number seven was his uh, protege or his uh, number seven, his successor. No, 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 not, not his, uh, the guy who taught him everything. Mentor. (laughs) (laughs) God Uh, damn it, I'm feeling dumb over here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I feel like Dumb and Dumber when it's like, ta-ha, ta-ha, the. The. (laughs) Fuck me. Um, I got Marty Schottenheimer. Cower won a Super Bowl, I don't give a shit. Schottenheimer, by the way, learned under Cower. You might remember he was on those Browns teams. Cower learned under Schottenheimer? Yeah. Gotcha. You didn't know that? He was the defensive coordinator there. Uh, Special teams coach, I believe. Special teams coach. Yeah. Okay. Maybe linebacker. I think maybe together. linebacker. But he was also with the Chiefs when Schottenheimer went to the Chiefs. Really? I think he spent one year with the Chiefs. Before he went to uh, Pittsburgh in 92? I think. I think. That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I got Schottenheimer. Similar coaching careers. He needed a championship, dude. Yeah. Fred Spiner doesn't fumble at the one yard line. That's what I mean, though. Yeah. Schottenheimer's legacy got fucked by that. And he's a very good coach. And I actually think that Redskins, they probably would, the Browns would have lost to the Redskins, I think, but it would have been close. Yeah. A lot closer than 42, 10. Yeah. Marty ball. Yeah. Very conservative. That's uh, if that's not fucking Midwest football at that era. Yeah. I don't know what it is. So Schottenheimer at my number seven, give me your number six, Patty C number six, Pete Carroll. He did not make my top 10. All right. Well, uh, Pete Carroll has been doing it for a long time. He sucked with the jets. I'll be honest. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I hold a grudge. <laughs> yeah. That probably is a factor. Uh, he only had one year on the jets, six and 10. He was their DC prior to that though. Ah, um, made the Patriots marginal, uh, has had a great, obviously USC. He was dominant, which doesn't really count for pro bowl, but he's been very good. Uh, maybe, great with the Seahawks. Maybe a little high. For Pete Carroll, a little overrated for you. Little overrated, yeah. but uh, I, I, I don't think recency he's bias. I don't think he's better than Marty Schottenheimer. He won a Super Bowl and he lost. I don't a Super give Bowl. a good goddamn. Marty about Schottenheimer a Super Bowl, never right? got to a Super Bowl. Ay ay ay! When's he gonna learn? <laughs> uh, my number six is Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Look, he's a good fisher. He goes out there fishing in Florida. All these fucking trips beautiful with all these coaches. Yeah, his hair. But I will say I would have had him higher had Barry Switzer not just walked in and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that really hurts. And then the fact he really struggled with the Dolphins for the most part. I mean, he made a wild card, I think. But yeah, overall, it was kind of a dud in Miami. What was the situation? Was it? I think it was Switzer was the one because Jerry Jones was like, "I got a roster. I can win." What that won a Super Bowl with twenty coaches in the league right now. <laughs> and Switzer was like, "Fuck you, go get one." And then obviously they didn't win again, but. If Johnson had said that, then uh, yeah, uh, Jones would have been proven correct because Switzer yeah. did walk in the door and fucking win the yeah, Super Bowl right yeah. away. So uh, give me your number uh, six, buddy, or five, six, no five, five, five. My number five is yeah. Bill Cowher. Being a Steelers fan makes me biased here. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, it's a little overrated. Um, but uh, look, he has a great mustache. Is Barry Switzer your number one because he beat Cowher in the Super Bowl? <laughs> You're an asshole. Um, Bill fucking beautiful mustache cower. Um, had a good run. Lots of AFC championships. We already talked about him. And uh, look, he did it with shit quarterbacks. Neil O'Donnell. Mm. 
Fucking Cordell Stewart. Well, he Tommy Roth- Maddox. Didn't he win a Super Bowl? Young with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, Roethlisberger early on was a piece of shit. Not in the year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was terrible. That was like his second year in the league. I thought he was good. Good enough. No, he was terrible. He's a Hall of Famer. Roethlisberger. Yeah. Yeah. Now. He was God. He was he was that Super Bowl a, was filth. a liability in that Super Bowl to the Steelers. That was completely won by the fact they had a Heinz Ward, Willie Parker, Neil O'Donnell, Antoine Randall was a great quarterback. Jerome Bettis. <laughs> I'm fucking around. Uh, no, but I thought Roethlisberger was good. He got good later, like five years later. Okay, uh, give me your number five. My number five is. Hey, there's the guy back on the fucking thing. Uh, I'm going to go with good old Marvin Levy. All right. Marv Levy, four Super Bowls in a row, one kick. I, I, she should probably be even higher in my opinion. Great coach. Yeah. I mean, really? And those bills teams were dominant, yeah. you know, any other time period, they would have won Super Bowls. Yeah. Multiple. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they got, they hit a brick wall. I think, uh, they probably benefited from a lack of free agency, but you want to talk about an era of super teams back then? Yeah. Obviously, uh, Niners. certain teams were able to ca- the Niners for one season with Dion capitalized on free agency. And after that, were overall net. They also got a Ken, net negative. Uh, did they signed Ken Norton or did Ken Norton. Sign? I think they signed Ken Norton from Dallas. Yeah, so they did benefit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but Dallas certainly benefited from it. So the super teams were more super back then. Yeah. Um, all right. Are we on four? We're on number four. Hit me. That is one Tom Coughlin. Hey, we have the same number four. I think we probably have the same rest of the list. If I had to guess. Okay. Coughlin at number four, he was great in Jacksonville. Almost won it. Almost took him to a Super Bowl in Jacksonville. And then he did the damn thing in New York. Yeah. Twice. Tom Coughlin. Parcells uh, protege. Gosh. And talk about not protege. Whatever the fuck. Why can't I talk today? I think he is a Parcells protege. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's an <laughs> asshole. Tom Coughlin. Um, God, like these fucking he guys. Is an asshole. I like a good asshole head coach though. Why are they such assholes? I like it. Uh, three Tiki of the, Barber was an asshole too though. Tiki Barber was, but not in say, that. Hey, pregnant, pregnant wife. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm going to go have I sex with too, everybody. But yeah. <laughs> Time for me to move on from that. Um, okay. So next. Um, oh, for me, my number. Oh no, that's we, your number four as well. Yeah, so All right, let's number see three. if our number three matches. That's Joe Gibbs. Uh, correct. Yeah, buddy. And I will say this though, Joe Gibbs has. If we were going to include, he won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I think you could argue him number one. I mean, yeah, you could because of that. I'm saying he was great, and his system was would have worked with any number of personnel. Yeah. You know, he it completely interchangeable personnel. It did help to have the hogs, but, um, he was great at drafting. Cause like we, we looked Even at in it. the two thousands when he came, he, he came in and instantly made the Redskins get to the playoffs Playoffs and yeah. got him in the second round. Yeah. Um, he had like 10 offense alignment that were probably great, but look, the guy, the guy might just had a, might've just had an eye for talent. And I wonder if he was involved uh, in the general management because of all those, trading away the first round draft picks and like, yeah, you know, getting value. He was the only coach in the NFL that called Doug Williams, Doug Williams coming from the USFL. Man. Said, I think you're a winner. 
had at least 10 wins in uh, eight of nine years, starting in 83 and going through 91. Uh, and in 82, there's a little asterisk because he only played nine games and he went eight and one. So filth. He was, he was one, he was dominant for a decade. He was probably yeah. number two to Bill Walsh in that era. Yeah. And Bill Walsh doesn't qualify for our list because. Just because he retired in 89, 88. Yeah. 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 Joe Gibbs coming back for 2004 through 2007. He might not have made our list barely, even though he uh, retired from the residence initially in 92. But when you come back for four years in the two thousands, yeah. you requalify. Yeah. But Joe Gibbs on the list. Uh, and number two, are, are we at the same? Uh, I'm assuming so. Number two is Bill Parcells. Correct. Yeah. Um, and number one, Bill Belichick. Yeah. I quit. I hate three you. of the top yeah. four are assholes from the same coaching the tree. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking Nick Saban yeah. is on the yeah. same. Yeah. I don't like that coaching style. It must work. It obviously works. <laughs> Joe Gibbs was like a nice guy. Yeah. Well, give me more Vermeil. Joe Gibbs. Dick Vermeil yeah, was a give nice me guy. More, give me a yeah. guy who cries and hugs you. Like. <laughs> and goes around in a Winnebago. <laughs> Did I tell you that? Him and his wife. I was watching like a Syracuse game and they had Greg Robinson as a coach. Yeah. Greg Robinson played under Vermeil at UCLA, I think, back in the day. Yeah. But that all of a sudden the CSPN game brings Dick Vermeil in, in and they're like, what are you doing here in Syracuse? He's like, well, me and my wife, basically we go around the country in our Winnebago. We try, we go see all of our, all of the coaches that are other players, all my love players that I love. Yeah. You know, like coaches that have coached with me, we just go around the country and I <laughs> was like, life, dude, man. man, this guy lives the fucking life. You yeah. know what I mean? That's your ultimate dream. That is, you know, I want to do stand up. Yeah. Go to sports, have sex with talk. women, yeah. bring the dog along. You know what I mean? That, Not in the sex, but I mean, in the, right. <laughs> in the winter. Who knows? Things get a little <laughs> weird over there. Dick Vermeil did all of those things. Yeah. Legend. Legend. Your list sucks. Can you imagine Mine's better. Dick Vermeil having sex. Don't put me in that mental state. Dick Vermeil is, is a, is Don Quixote, man. He, he, the girls just, they don't even have to oh feel gosh. him. And they're already aroused he's, by his yeah, love. Uh, he he's is, got so much little love. Little Walton in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, give us a nice review on iTunes already, please. And don't, I don't want to hear any of your shit. June Jones is better than Nick Saban. I'll be here all week. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is the college experience. Uh, rate, review, share. Come on, subscribe. We're on all platforms. And then sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at the SGP network. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick's on Twitter on as NC underscore NICK. And I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Patty C, any last words? We're going to keep it rolling. What are we doing next? Top 10 fucking hot dog stands. <laughs> well, if we're doing top 10 burrito stands, we got a winner <laughs> just down the street. Uh, okay, check us out. This is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.